Welcome everybody to The Detectress on The Detectress and here we are today and we are reviewing series one episode six, the last episode in this current series. It's titled Hole and it aired on the 6th of November 2014. Um, myself and Carl are joined by the lovely Emma today as our guest co-host. How are you doing Emma? Hello, Emma. Hello, good evening. I'm good, thanks. How is everyone else? Very well, thank you, yeah. Ready to go, ready to go. Um, I can't believe we're already at the end of series one. That's gone so quick. Yeah. It has, yeah, it really has. It really has, really has. And at the end of last episode, we were watching Andy slowly trying to get his life back together. So um, in light of all the various different bits and pieces happening over at Bishop's farm, a lot of things came to light. Um, So Andy emptied the bins and finally realised that uh, Becky was pregnant. So he got that and then he chatted that through with Lance and Lance was like, duh, yeah, all the signs were there. Um, We found out that Sophie used to be an antique researcher and, of course, she was the mole. So that's all come out Dun, dun, dun. And at the very end of the episode, um, we saw Bishop being carted off by the uh, the police because as part of that dig that had been taken over by the antique researchers, um, there had been some bones found and a wedding ring, which Bishop confirmed was his wife's wedding ring. So they carted him off. Oh, my goodness. So lots of questions to be answered today. Um, and we start off with the traditional scene one, and it's um, Andy and Lance under the lunch tree with Lance using his binoculars again, looking at the scene, asking him if he'd heard about a chap called Jeff Malzol, I got his name as. It's quite hard to understand what his surname was, but I think that's what it was. Um, and Andy's like, no. I haven't heard what happened. <laughs> and there's always some terrific gory tale that Lance knows about, isn't there? But um, yeah, he said he's dead and he fell off Beachy Head. <laughs> so Andy's like, God, that's unlucky. And of course, you know, you think Beachy Heads. And um, Lance explains that Jeff liked to detect there because, you know, apart from the terrible things that happen, there's quite often people when they split up from the other half will just lob their ring, their wedding ring over the cliff. And so, um, yeah, this guy, Jeff, liked to detect below and try and find all these rings but it was up on top and the wind caught him caught his uh, his waterproof jacket bless Jeff took him over the edge half acted as a parachute but only enough to make him uh, contemplate his imminent (laughs) demise didn't slow him down enough to save him (laughs) what a way what a way to go right (laughs) what a way to go yeah so poor Jeff so quite unbelievable Um, and then we cut of course the titles and our wonderful Tetris song as the intro and we're straight into scene two and Andy is digging um, and he's getting really excited isn't he he's getting excited because you know it's the same signal as gold and we all do this we set, we sort of learn the tones on our detectors don't we especially in certain fields yeah or if if you've had gold on on a certain day and then you're like every signal afterwards you're hoping that it's the same one again and then you're like ah it's the same it's the same <laughs> or even like within the next few weeks you still got that mindset on like you remember the number you remember that sound yeah. and you're like could be gold again and it's like it never is but <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. The excitement is there. So he's digging down, and it's, it's one of these ones where he's really digging down, isn't he? And Lance is like, no, nah, leave it, mate. It's going to be junk. It's going to be junk. Um, 
And he keeps all digging and Andy is sort of angrily explaining that uh, he went around to Becky's mum and uh, Becky wasn't there and she'd gone out with some bloke from work called Gay Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about that, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Lance is like, well, he doesn't seem like much of a threat to me. (laughs) And then Lance starts getting excited, doesn't he? And he's like, I've seen a glint. I saw a glint. There's something there. There's something there. And Andy's uh, going into the side of the hole to which he pulls out a coin and explains it's a pound coin mm-hmm. um, and is exasperated, isn't it? And Lance is like, what year? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and- it's the fact that it begins with, uh, it's really deep. It's been there for ages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So far down. So, yeah, Lance is looking at it and Andy's like, what year is it? And Lance is like, this year. So how on <laughs> earth? <laughs> Did that end up down there, pound coin all the way down, and it's this year as well, hence why it's so shiny, I guess. Um, and then that's it. Andy's done. He's like, oh, I am it. done with yeah. it. I've got my gold. I am done. The, you just can't be bothered. It's the straw that brought the camels back, I think. Or the pound. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the pound. <laughs> The pound that broke the detectorist spirit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he gets up and he walks off, and Lance is calling after him, going, "Well, what about me?" <laughs> um, and then Lance does the the good and fair thing. He gets down on his knees and he fills in the big hole, doesn't he? Because <laughs> all yeah. us detectorists have to make sure the holes are filled in. Sensible. Um, and yeah, sensible, responsible. Um, and Andy walks off alone. So yeah, he's really done with it now. I think, guys, he's not happy, is he? Bless Andy. Um, it's not. It's quite a sad moment, really. You never want to be in that position as a detectorist, and you love your hobby that much. And uh, hmm. like cutting cut to the next scene where we we see the him approaching the store. <laughs> what made me laugh about the uh, it's the electrical store, but on the top it's got you know TVs, radios, metal detectors. <laughs> <laughs> um, not sure an actual like an electrical store has metal detectors like it's not it's 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 getting popular but it's still not that popular (laughs) exactly like there's so many people around there that have given up their uh, handing in their detectors but yeah he he, he get rocks up to the door doesn't he and you see in the window there's all these old detectors in there already (laughs) so yeah he goes in and a moment later he's coming out with an absolute bundle of cash so he's done it he's sold his detector finally can't believe it can't believe it but on that point yeah i've I've said on podcasts before that you know if you're not feeling it don't feel like you have to force yourself to go out because you're just going to end up hating the hobby you just got to make sure you're sort of in the right right mindset don't force yourself to go out if you don't want to um because you don't want to lose that love do you you don't want um Detectorist drain. I don't know. What would you call it <laughs> when you've got a syndrome where you're not mm. loving your detecting? We can come up with something now. In podcasting world, when people get fed up with podcasting, it's called pod fade, apparently. Mm. Pod fade. Detectorist demise. Yeah, there's something. Maybe we should yeah. put that out to what? our listeners to see if you can come up with the most inventive um, element. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll put a poll out. What, what would you call yeah. it? Yeah. 
Well, one of the chaps that I detect with, when he hasn't found anything for some time, he just goes, I've lost my mojo. <laughs> and I'm not, he's like, I'm not coming out this weekend. I've lost my mojo. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you need to recharge the mojo and the beans before you can go out again. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, he sold his detector. And we go on to um, next scene where we're back with Lance. And Lance is sort of walking past Maggie's shop and he sees the closing down sale sign and he goes in and uh, Maggie is furiously packing up the shop isn't she she's uh, she's making a good point of it to Lance as well that she's packing up and and Lance isn't quite what's going on she's like well I've got to close up I haven't got the money and Lance is you can see Lance is panicking a bit here because their plan then is to move north isn't yeah. it her and Tony yeah. are going to go away and then of course Lance isn't going to have Maggie around anymore so he's he's explaining I didn't say no um, maybe I can help with some of it. And Maggie again says she needs all of it. <laughs> she's, she's quite firm. <laughs> on, point. Yeah. yeah, I need all of it. Um, and then you hear Tony shouting out back, moaning about boxes being everywhere. And uh, Tony comes in and starts chat- chatting to Lance. Um, and Tony sort of goes, well, you can save the shop, Lance. And Lance is like... I don't know if I can uh, can do that. And Tony's like, well, you can with your windfall. Mm-hmm. <gasps> he knows about the windfall. And at this point, for a moment, I wondered whether Sophie had been talking about town because obviously he told Sophie in the last episode, didn't he, about his lottery win. Um, but Tony explains, no, they've always known uh, because Maggie opened some letter or something. So they've known for ages and he thought that Lance knew that they knew. Um, and then, of course, he says those horrible words. Why do you think she's so keen to keep you around? Yeah, and horrible. just spells it and out. And then that, that just, that, that going back to the last episode, when it gets called a certain name, that just kind of proves it all. <laughs> <laughs> he's so uh, yeah. slimy. It yeah, just, horrible, uh, just I've it? written in big words here, boo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We don't like Tony. Mm. Um, so yeah, it all just crashes down on Lance, doesn't it? Even though Andy had been pointing out that she's using him for ages, he always held out that bit of hope, didn't he? That perhaps they could rekindle yeah. it someday. Um, yeah, no, they like it's kind yeah. of like it's reaffirmed in this episode. No, it's something that Ross mentioned in the last episode when she asks about um, if he wants a cup of tea. And again, she forgets how many sugars, how, still... you know, how many sugars he wants, and it, it, you can kind of see it in Lance's eyes at that point. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing it, and he just walks off. He's realised yeah. he's been taken for a mug. Yeah, 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 literally taken for a mug with an unknown quantity of uh, sugar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he storms out of the shop, and you see him like walking off, and he's going away gutted, yeah. and you know. His little broken heart, but at least he knows now, well, right? I, I, there's got to be a, like a, a feeling of relief as well at that point. There, because mm, I felt proud. For yeah, him. he's not chasing yeah. something anymore, is he? Yeah. yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Poor Lance. Anyway, Lance is now outside the metal detecting club, and there's a big old sign behind him. So they've moved forward with their plans after the amazing fleeces arrived, and the club was kind of reborn in a way. They're going to have their amazing open day, and it says open day from three pm. And he's phoning Andy to see if he's coming down um, and questioning that he's not serious about giving up. Is he? Little does Lance know. Andy's already gone and sold his detector, um, yeah. so he's um, asking him to give him a call because you know. It can't be the same without having Andy around. 
um, and he wants him to be there at the opening day. And I love this. As you go in, Lance goes in and there's a, a member of the detecting club at each of the different tables. Yeah. And it slowly pans around, doesn't it, I to love see what's fit. going on inside. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. brilliant? Yeah. <laughs> hey, did, did you see how cheap the fleeces were? They're like, no, I didn't actually. Thirteen ninety nine. Yeah. Well, cheap. I was like, that's a really good deal. <laughs> I'd have one of those. <laughs> Is that what prices were like back in twenty fourteen? <laughs> Must have been. Yeah, we're also beaten up by the current uh, cost of living crisis. We can't imagine Economic it. Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> so first think... of all, you see Hugh. Yeah. Go on, Em. What were you going to say? Sorry, no. I was. If you're going to elaborate on the table out a little bit more, I'll let you go first. All right. I'll just. I'll just go around through who sat where, and then we can go on on the details. So Hugh is sat there, and he's there with his beloved shrapnel. He's got a bit of a thing for shrapnel house <laughs> here, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and then Louise and Bard are next door, and they've got the stand with different detectors, and it's saying select and detect. So I was having a sneaky look at what detectors were there, and I couldn't actually really identify any of the ones that were on the stand. Did you have any luck? No, I, I couldn't, know. I could only recognise one back from the shop when um, Andy sold his as well, and it was a it was a Viking. Oh, yes. That's the only one I recognised out of that line-up. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one. Was mm. uh, there a garret in, in the club? There might I don't have know if been I saw a yellow control box. I think there might have Christine. been um, what, one that I, an old one called a tessero, which has like a, a white coil. It's, like, it's, a, it's one of the proper like old school ones, you know, no digital display. It's just the knobs on the thing. Um, yeah, yeah, big square box. <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been on the stand as well. <laughs> God, they must have been heavy because they all had like C or D batteries in them or something as well, didn't they? It yeah. must have been tricky swinging them around. Um, so, yes, you've got them at the select and detect. And then there's a sign behind where the little kitchen bit is saying free tea, coffee and orange juice. No mention of Sheila's famous uh, lemonade or anything, which is a bit sad for the folk. But, <laughs> yeah, they're there. And then 50p, have a go detecting in the sandbox. Russell is there very slowly having <laughs> yeah. a go. And then you got Terry sat at the world of coins and buttons table. Um, but to the right of him, it, it wasn't mentioned on the sign, but it looks like buckles or something going on there as well. It looks like there's three sets of things going that. on. Yeah. And then Lance has got ring pulls through the ages table. That's um, my favorite table. <laughs> yeah. And they're all looking a bit bored. That's it. Um, we're kind of one at this point. I don't know if you were, but I was definitely wondering like where the lemonade stand was. I was thinking, you know, Sheila yeah. might have been able to <laughs> to flog a few lemonades or something. Um, yeah. Who exactly. ha, who knows what happens next? Ah, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Lance has got his ring pulls through the ages. And my follow-up question here is: Is it actually? Can you actually detect um, work out what ring pulls are? Did they used to write the brand name on the old ring pools or something? Not the modern ones, I obviously. don't know. I, I've never seen anything on it. But saying that, though, I've never really turned a ring pull over to have, to have a look <laughs> at the full thing. So maybe they used to. Maybe. Maybe you could tell by the shape of them as well. There's definitely mm. different styles of ring pull. Um, like yeah. you, back in the 
the olden days, like the Victorian times. Uh, uh, you know, the ring pulls were slightly different shapes to the ones you get now, and especially like when you're thinking of a ring pull off a Coke can or something, they wouldn't have yeah. had those back then. So, mm. yeah. gonna have to investigate that. I'm sure a dear <laughs> listener has got um, <laughs> something there, so we can ID our ring pulls. That would be excellent. Be a bit like you know with the crotal bells, and you can ID them through the loop at the top with the maker's marks. Yeah, 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 the maker's marks. And all that. There must be something. I'm sure someone will tell us. Some do have printed hobby. designs on them as well, um, or etched in designs. We're going into ring pulls here, Ooh. but. And a lady posted into one of the groups that I was in and she'd found a ring pull, obviously off a can or something, but on it, it had etched into it a, um, a palm tree. So everyone was trying to find the brand that it related was to. It was it, it lilt? Wasn't. Yeah. Everyone was like, it's lilt or something tropical, but it was it was the wrong sort of like type yeah. of shape. And we were all looking at the cans and old cans and we couldn't find anything. So I don't know whether she ever has, but um, if you're listening, like message in and let us know. Yeah. What would a wrinkle with a palm tree on be? Hmm. What other fruity ones were there? Lilt. Hmm. Fanta. Lilt. And uh, or it, it just goes Kiara. Yeah, Kiara, like Umbongo. Umbongo. Umbongo was named Cartons, yeah. wasn't it? And not yeah. Oh, there you go. We've started something, haven't we? So, yes, do listen. Let us know. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, they're all looking around and they're all looking really bored at this point. And Lance asks um, the time, and it's quarter to four. So, we know they started at three. It's now quarter to four. I don't think they've seen a single soul, have they? And Terry is questioning Russell if he handed out all the flyers. And Russell's like, yes, I did. Every single one of them. Um, and then we spin around and Sheila <laughs> is at the face painting station. That's where our beloved oh, Sheila. Oh, yeah. oh, Sheila. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So Sheila's yeah. got her gig. And we know Terry is a great supporter of Sheila. And he asks everybody with his eyes to please also support Sheila in whatever the heck she's doing. <laughs> so he's like, Russell, you know, you can have a go. And he says, all right, Sheila, what what can you do? <laughs> now, this bit, listeners, is very un-PC, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> warning, warning, warnings. Um, much like the swear warning on the last episode. So Sheila turns around and says, she can turn him into a black man or a Chinese man to which point Terry nearly falls over himself and explains that's not appropriate love. Yeah. Uh, to which point Russell with his wit says perhaps we should all just be made up as clowns because that's the way he's feeling yeah. about the whole situation isn't he um, and Terry's telling him to stay positive. It's a, uh, And uh, Russell wants to know, is this a fundraiser or is it a recruitment drive? Um, at which point uh, Sophie walks in and Terry's just not impressed, is he? Sophie is on the poop list currently. <laughs> she's not a fan, fan of the club. Um, and she's protesting her innocence. She's saying that she was a victim. She was used by the antique researchers. And she was told that they, Danesby Metal Detecting Club, was dealing the antique researchers' permissions. Were the bad guys. Yeah. So she was sold down the swanee, wasn't she? Right and proper. Um, so <laughs> Lance turns around and says, you're an idiot. Can't you spot a wanker? And she goes, I can. You're a wanker. <laughs> and so they have a bit of to and fro, don't they? Uh, um, she's playing uh, 
play his own game there, you know, like Wanker. Are you? Yeah, I like that. Are you? Sorry about <laughs> that. No, you are. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I, I do love her spirit, Sophie. Absolutely. Um, so Terry's saying, well, the damage has been done now. There's nothing she can do about it. But then Sophie's like, well, actually, maybe I can help. Um, so what is Sophie going to do to try and help dig herself out of the, this big old hole she's got herself in? We might find out later on in the episode. So we move on to scene six. We're at Becky's mum's house again. And uh, Andy is again at Becky's uh, feet, basically, begging. <laughs> and he's uh, he's saying to her, you know, obviously he sold the detector. So she's just saying, well, you've actually sold it, you know, yeah, prove have it. You, have mm. you? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't quite believe it. I don't quite believe it, to be in all honesty. <laughs> um, but he has. <laughs> and he, he shows her the money, the wad of cash, and he's like, let's go somewhere crap. So, you know, they're obviously busy mates on top of being partners, and he, he just wants to take her away, doesn't he? Take her away from it all and make it all better. Um, and she's like, well, you're always going to hold it against me. You know, I've made you or you've sold your detector to please me, basically, is what she's saying. And he's like, look, I found my gold. And he gives it to Becky. So this is the first point he's actually told Becky he's found the gold, isn't it? Yeah. And and it is very clear that that is not a stator. That is clearly <laughs> a novel. So there is, there is, there is a, a factual error in that episode. <laughs> Three, I think it was, and I think we need to tell Mr. Mr. Crook about that. Yes, because we weren't sure if there was some kind of weird reason they did that, but when he found it, it definitely looked like a noble or an angel or a mm. gold hammer, didn't it? Then he was telling yeah. Lance it was a stator and flinging a stator at Lance. And now, yeah, when he's showing Becky, it definitely looks like it's reverted back. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't know if there was a reason for that, but it does just seem like it's an error, which is mad, isn't it? Or maybe he did it mm. on purpose to see if us real detectorists would notice. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's I think we need to try and ask him. Yeah, we, we need, need to, to get a message him to him, yeah. We all need to yeah. um, bombard him. Let's just find you him for ages. <laughs> yes. Whoever can, get, whoever can get an answer first wins. <laughs> yeah. I'll send anyone that can get an answer a mug. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is my promise to somebody. Um, yeah, so we'll all end up bombarding his agent now with this question until they re <laughs> relent and uh, give in and gets the answer. So, yeah, anyway, he's told him he's found his gold, gives it to Becky, and he, he, he suggests they should melt it down and turn it into a ring. And this is a happy Ooh. moment, isn't it? And, and Becky's like, what, what, what do you mean? And then, yeah, of course, Andy sort of goes to get down and... and on one knee and uh, proposed to her. And she's like, well, we've split up. And he's like, well, will you be my girlfriend? And then will you marry me? <laughs> Start at the beginning again. <laughs> I, I actually, I think the um, him suggesting that they melt it down and turn it into a ring shows that he obviously really does love her and he does want to be with her. Yeah. Rather than finding his, his first gold coin that you mm -hmm. would treasure forever. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't be giving up my... um my gold ring unless it was for a very special reason <laughs> I don't even know if it'll be the special reason <laughs> they can't hear me it's okay <laughs> I'll get in trouble for that when they listen to the episode um, so, so yeah and she's saying you know um, 
you'll be sneaking off with Lance behind my back. You'll be going all broke back mountain. I thought that was hilarious. We just brought up that <laughs> reference. <laughs> and he says that I've come to take you home. And she's like, have you? Where is your car? You don't have a car. She's pointing out basically it's her car and he can't drive. So she's going to have to drive herself home. Um, but mm. yeah, they, they rekindle on the doorstep of Becky's mum's house, which is lovely to see. Really good news. And I was happy about that myself. Um, so we flip again and we are in the pub and Sophie and Lance are in the pub talking about uh, Maggie and the money and Lance is explaining, you know, the situation and he's obviously understood where he stands in Maggie's life right now. And Sophie said, you know, she's glad he didn't she, he didn't give her the money. Um, and then Bishop rocks up, doesn't he? Bishop comes in the pub, which is a bit of a surprise. We he thought does. he was standing up. <laughs> so they're both equally as surprised. And he explains um, that oh. his wife is in Braintree. Um, and, uh, yeah, they had to release him because it ended up being dog bones, right? Was it dog bones? Yes, and dog then, bones. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I want to know how the how his wife's ring was with the dog bones. Had the dog eaten the ring? <laughs> must have been, right? The dog must have eaten the yeah. ring. And then Strange he's buried one. the dog. I don't know. But he, and he, he's still saying he can't find his dog. Oh, lost it when she was burying the dogs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, because he yeah. loved those dogs. Yeah, you're mm. onto something there, Em. Do you think that. she murdered the dog, buried the dogs <laughs> and the ring, and then ran off the green tree? That's what happens. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She solved the case. So, yeah, that's what happened. Um, and then he's he's saying, you know, he can't find the dogs, and he'd asked the boys to look after the dogs, and Lance was like, oh, sorry, they gave us the slip. Of course, the invisible dogs. Um, and Bishop explains, uh, well, it's not surprising, right, those dogs, little tinkers. Um, so... Sophie says she, uh, well, Bishop explains that everybody's gone. They've left the scene. So the police have gone, mm-hmm. the antiquity she's everybody's just gone. Everyone's packed up and left. So do we think it's just that they didn't find anything and they've just given up and not bothered to search the rest of the farm at this point? Yeah, you're thinking about it, Carl. <laughs> I think part of it was, I reckon they got him of possibly his wife being buried there as well mm-hmm. and when they when they didn't find her they probably had no reason to carry on searching anymore mm, yeah and they were made to look a bit stupid weren't they by the fact she was just mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly yeah. close that Case one off. closed yeah um so he's saying he's indicating basically can go down there lance is explaining um that he's happy that they can go down there and sophie but sophie can't go i'm like the way bishop remembers and calls out sophie She's like, you can't go because you're one of the bad guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can't go yeah and lance is like no that's water under the bridge it's all sorted now she's fine it's the best this is the best thing i love this because bishop's like <laughs> you know who those guys remind me of and lance says simon and garfunkel no it goes back assholes <laughs> that just cracks me up so much it's just it's how quick it is like simon and garfunkel assholes <laughs> okay wasn't expecting that but it's a punctuation on it again isn't it it's like we had the see you next tuesday in the previous episode it's just delivered yeah, with such just... good passion yeah assholes. yeah really good line yeah i do love that bit <laughs> 
Oh, so Andy and Becky are in the car. Becky's driving because we now know Andy can't drive. And Lance is phoning Andy, um, saying he's at the pub with Sophie and he has something to tell him. Um, So Andy meekly asks Becky permission to stop at the Brewers because Lance has got something to tell him. And Becky's like, hmm, um, you've got something to tell him. You've quit detecting. <laughs> and then Andy's very panically explaining, oh, I need to do that gently. I need to tell him that in private. <laughs> yeah, let's let's wait a little bit. Yeah, it's like he's not he's not like ready to commit 100% yet. You just can tell mm. that. It's like, no, let's not tell my yeah, best friend yet. He doesn't want to trouble that on him, but he wants to find out what Lance has got to say. Um, so um, Becky sort of taking the miss out, piss out of him and says, you know, the, the famous line out of Breakback Mountain where she goes, I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> uh, and he can't let Lance go yet. So that's another line from Breakback Mountain. So it's all quite funny. And then we're back in the pub. Everyone's arrived and uh, Sophie is explaining how it's all happened. She reported the antiquity searchers for scattering the nails and the DM, DMDC uh, is now officially affiliated with the museum, Lance is explaining. And so they're all good um, to go back onto the land. It's back on, he's saying. He's really excited, isn't he? Everyone's excited. Everyone wants to get down there. But Becky's like saying, well, she's being quite realistic, isn't she, in a, a classic way. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, you want to go back there again to the same field again and find nothing Didn't, again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she gets to pull out her geography card, doesn't she? So she's talking yeah. about, you know, the burial and looking at the map and saying about where the highest peak is and where the burial would have been. And back in that time, those trees and the forest wouldn't have been there. Um, and so she just mm-hmm. sort of walks them through it. Um, throwing the geography in Sophie's face a bit again at this point because <laughs> we know what happened in previous episodes blows them all away with her knowledge and says that field and she literally puts her finger on the spot doesn't she she's like that's where you want to go yeah so that's really good yeah. and it's funny that Lance because he always likes to have the last word he's trying to pick holes in her theory at this point isn't he he goes oh well <laughs> and he's like yeah, actually, you're probably right. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got nothing to say on it, I'll say. I think he's in disbelief that he didn't actually come up with that himself, but he didn't. Becky did. So um, Lance and Sophie run off because they're dead excited. See you down there in an hour. Um, and then Lance has one of his famous sexist jokes as he runs out of the door. Got to be a first woman reads map. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't help himself and it's that look that he gets as well and Becky's just like <laughs> yeah death stare um, so Andy looks at Becky one more time Bex he's kind of begging at this point is he one more time and she's like well you're going to find it more difficult this time you've sold your detector and uh, Andy goes oh yeah Crumbs Arino, he sold his detector, so <laughs> and he's got one place to go, and he's got to get back down Romford. What was it called? Romford Television and Radios and Metal Detectors, whatever it was called. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs down there, and there's not so many detectors in the window, is there? You see that as he runs in. No. And this is hilarious. We cut back, and everyone's <laughs> met at the dig site. <laughs> and How can is... all? I'm just going like. An episode ago, there were about seven detectors in a line, and then he goes back, and there's none left. <laughs> so it, must, it must be quite popular around that area. 
it's a different store oh, actually it? if you it's um <gasps> yeah so they because i was comparing the shop fronts and it's actually he goes he didn't go back to the one he sold it wow. to why didn't he go back to the other one because if yeah, he knew they did have got a decent detector then if he'd have gone back to that one even yeah. his own possibly yeah it didn't it was not the same <laughs> oh. store well spotted emma so he do you reckon he's just run to the nearest thing because he's really excited and just got whatever he can get his hands on <laughs> maybe that's what it is so we're at toy store yeah the toy <laughs> store we're at the dig site and lance is asking again sorry kids close your ears what the fuck is that <laughs> he's asking him and andy and Tex are kind of sat down cuddling but uh andy's clutching this teeny tiny kids metal detector um, and Lance is pointing out the Power Rangers stickers that are on the detector <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and Lance is saying, well, there's just no point with that. You're not going to do any good with that. But luckily he's brought a spare. And Andy gets all excited because you know what it's like. You make, you, It's generally got a spare and it's generally something good. Um, and uh, Lance says, well, not for you. This is for Bex. <laughs> and he hands the detector to Bex. <laughs> and she's got the detector. And it's at this point I noticed that detector he hands Bex is my first detector, my Amazon special that I got as my first detector oh. on my birthday, which got me into detecting. It's exactly the same one. So, um, yeah, Bex is clutching the detector um, and uh, Andy tests his, his, <laughs> his, uh, his detector and uh, the noise it comes out with is, it's nothing oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime he's going to get any type of signal, it's just going to go, it's nothing time. Um, so Becky looks sort of beyond them all and sees um, Paul and Phil, and she explains who's this Simon and Garfunkel. So yeah. <laughs> immediately, that's what she thinks she looks. They look like without actually knowing who it is, and they immediately start taking the Mickey out of Andy and his Fisher Price My First Detector. Um, and they're just kind of like teasing them a bit, saying that they're going to get the dig back. Um, and due to the shoddy operation that Andy and Lance are obviously going to dig, so yeah. they're just trying to wind them up, really, isn't it? And they're just going back to their evil ways because they're a bit sour at the fact that they've lost the permission due to their copper nail scattering and all the rest of it. Um, and then Bishop comes running up. Um, telling him to get off his land. He doesn't like Simon and Garfield and Cull at all. He wants them to go, and they're claiming public right away. And Bishop says he's going to set the dogs on them, and you just see everybody oh, going, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're really Bishop. I love <laughs> Yeah, the blooming invisible dogs. So he shouts at dogs, nothing <laughs> happens. Shouts at dog again, and lo and behold, Two lovely doggies come running out and barking, don't they? There's actually two dogs, and they chase Simon and Garfunkel away. So at first I was like, are these the invisible dogs? Have they been there the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> and Andy asked, oh, you found the dogs then? Bishop explains, no, no, these are new ones. These are ex-forensic sniffer dogs. Um, and Sophie says, they're lovely. Um, and Bishop says, I'll be off and let me know if you find some treasure. So they're all happy. They've seen off Simon and Garfunkel. Um, and uh, they all sort of set on their way, don't they, going off deciding which area of the field they're going to mm -hmm. tackle. It's all very exciting. So 
Sophie um, goes off one direction. Andy and Becky together go off in another direction. Andy's like, oh, we can swap detectives if you like. He wants to get hold of the slightly better detector Um, because, you know, I'll be able to use that one a bit better. It's a bit more technical. And Becky's like, no. She's like, but you might want to hold on to that detector, though. And he's like, oh, really? Because she doesn't know he knows. He's like, here comes the moment that she tells me. Um, and she's like, yeah. And then uh, he lets on that he knows. And she's like, you know, how do you know? And he's like, Lance told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he also explains that he found the pregnancy test. Um, so, yeah, they sort of celebrate that moment together, don't they? And it is quite nice. So we've gone full circle now, haven't we? Like, gone round him and Lance are now busy mates again they're back on the permission him and Becky are back together and he finally knows about the pregnancy so it's all happy days and it's a nice little scene really that they're all off sort of doing their own little detecting and happy music it was, and stuff yeah I, I was actually watching this scene and like you and like you said before you saw that Becky was given the Amazon special and mm. it was at this point I was looking at everyone's machine thinking everyone they're showing a really good range of metal detectors here they're not actually just all got yeah. a mine lab or something they're you know Lance has got a mine lab primarily and Andy's on the dais and then you know the Amazon special comes out and they're even whacking out the toy version the Power Ranger version and then you know we see the other members of the Danebury Metal Detecting Club also using different machines so it was like it's pretty good there to show that you know they're not bit like favoring one machine over Mm. another yeah yeah that is good isn't it really good um they've shared the love between the different manufacturers as they should and there was even that point earlier on in an episode wasn't there when um i think lance was reading a magazine and they'd sort of combined and blended hadn't they treasure hunting magazine and the searcher yeah and it was like treasure someone, searcher someone magazine or something. yeah 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 i think yeah. ellie did yeah really really good so Oh, the Sophie uh, is using the machine that I first used. Oh. Uh, so it's, it was um, it's a Technetics machine. Brilliant. So again, you know, bit of everything. Ah, nice, oh. nice. Yeah, when we first saw Sophie's machine, we weren't quite sure whether it was an actual proper machine, and we did we did have to Google it on the episode. But you've just confirmed it there for us. Good machine. It was a good machine. I had that for two years before I upgraded, um, and I'd found you know I found. I found my first piece of gold with that machine and it only took me three months. <laughs> I was just like, trusty wow. machine. I was quite... Oh, you're, you're one of them people. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. Yeah. It's, um... it's all just so easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you say it took me three months to find my first gold with that machine, but that machine, I could not pull a hammer out of the coin for two, for literally for about two years. And it was right before I upgraded wow. the machine that I actually had a hammered coin with it. So I didn't have a hammered coin for two years. Wow. I'll I'll, I'll beat you on that one. It took me five and a half years (laughs) to find a hammered coin. (laughs) Wow. That's sometimes. Perseverance. Perseverance. Yeah, it just goes to show you've got to walk over it, haven't you? That is what's got to happen. You've got to walk over it. And it doesn't matter what machine mm-hmm. you have. If it's there, yeah, it'll find absolutely, it. Yeah, absolutely. Even the Amazon specials, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's all nice. Everyone's detecting. Then you see Sophie and Becky stop for a cuppa. Um, and then Lance and Andy are close to each other. And Lance is quizzing him on why he wants to give it up. 
and he's saying, well, you know, Becky, she can't comprehend it. Um, and Lance is just explaining, you know, she doesn't need to. Um, you know, and then Lance goes off on one about how many train spotters are women or how many women alphabetize their record collections. And then I've put a note here, I do that. I do. I've got my record collection <laughs> next to me and it is alphabetized. <laughs> how else do you find things, people? Um, so, yeah, Lance is going off on a bit of a generalization about hobbies, but he's just trying to make the point that, you know, people have separate hobbies is what I'm thinking he's trying to say, and you don't have to love everything together. kind of makes it interesting to have separate hobbies, and then you can bore your partner with the details on said hobby as well if you want. <laughs> um so yeah they're they're going along and then lance gets the signal um and he's talking about his mate with a cactus and he's talking about you know men go mad on hobbies and then they'll have and millions of cactus or cacti and women wouldn't get loads of cacti um but again that's generalization because whenever i get into something i really get into something yeah. and i get all the gear no idea all that kind of stuff <laughs> So anyway, we watch him eagerly seeing what Lance is going to pull out of the, the ground. He gets something out and he's looking at it closely. And then he tells us all it's a uh, 1986 Shandy Bass ring pull. <laughs> so he's got another ring pull Yay. from the collection. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. I used to love Shandy Bass. And I remember as a kid, I used to think it was actual beer. So I'd always be trying to get like a proper Shandy Bass. Yeah. Not point no, no, five percent. <laughs> yeah, acting <laughs> all drunk. <laughs> um, so Andy says, "Pub, you know, there's always tomorrow." Um, so Lance fills in his hole, and it pans to um, it sort of pans down the camera, doesn't it? And you see mm-hmm. the camera going through the it's like you're going mm-hmm. underground. Yeah. Have you um, have you seen my my YouTube? intro yes that's that's where i got the inspiration from yes <laughs> that is bang on that's exactly what you've done um yeah. why inspiration I, ri- I ripped it off completely I? <laughs> why not eh? it's a good one <laughs> imitations highest form of flattery is that what exactly. they say exactly if you know <laughs> you know that's what you can say to that one so yeah it pans down you see all the different coins don't you it pans down and pans out a bit and then you see the helmet and everything and that's obviously the area mm. where the burial is i've put mm-hmm. a note here in capital letters always check your holes so when yes. you go in and you get mm. something and you get your ring pool shotty or whatever it is and you're confused that was a really good signal how can it be yeah. always go over your hole again because uh quite a lot of times it's something good isn't it that's exactly what i've written down didn't check your hole <laughs> yeah yeah i mean how many times i think we spoke about it before em on uh, your episode on the main podcast that you'll go over on a group dig and you'll see you'll get a signal where someone mm-hmm. has obviously dug a hole and filled a hole and then go yeah. in and actually find something a lot of the time though it tends to be lazy people who don't take the crap away with them and just leave it in the hole and put it back on yeah i'd say 90 percent of the time that is exactly what it is but often if i if i get a little twitchy feeling i'm like i'm gonna redig that and i do and um like especially if i know that i'm on a club dig and there's a lot of new people on there because yeah. um sometimes i'm like they may not have a pinpointer and it's easy to give mm. up if you do not have a pinpointer so listen up people mm. get a pinpointer um but yeah, yeah yeah then i'm always like yeah they they, they didn't find it and so often it's like they've dug the plug they've not found it 
and they put the plug back in. And so I go in, oh. take the plug out, and then it's in the side of the wall. So they've completely missed it because they didn't have a pinpointer. <laughs> What's uh, who's the um, who's the Scottish um, Scottish director? Um, he always yeah. opens with the fields. Uh, welcome to the fields of Perthshire. Yeah, he, yeah. He was at Detectable a few years ago. And he was going over someone's hall, and someone had left a hammered gold. <gasps> next to I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's him. No, he found hammered gold over where someone had dug a hole, and they'd obviously, I don't know, they'd either left it. Well, you wouldn't leave it there, surely, or they just completely missed it, and yeah, he found it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> How gutted would you be? Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. If you're a newbie and you're starting out and you're wondering, I'm going to do an episode on this and just sort of run through kit and the sort of basics you want. But pinpointer yeah. is just so helpful, especially recently when the, the ground's been so like muddy and waterlogged, hasn't it? And you just can't find anything without a pinpointer. It's so yeah. sloppy. And then like if if you're wearing thicker gloves for this time of year as well and it's just you just can't pick anything up either so it's like just get the pinpointer out there and it's going to do the work for you yeah absolutely if you can't afford the mega pinpointers again my first pinpointer was um it was an orange one so it looked like a carrot carrot but it was um, the the gp pointer yeah that's it that's what i had for my first one yeah and that worked great that worked great i think it was yeah exactly so another amazon special so (laughs) yes (laughs) there's always a will and a way so yes and uh so they've decided they're giving up we've seen that uh, he didn't check his hole and it's all sitting there underneath waiting to be discovered but then the camera sort of pulls up and out doesn't it almost like a drone mm-hmm. shot yeah. as you see them walking away and you see a lush green outline of a ship don't you mm-hmm. in the, yeah. in the field. <laughs> so yeah they've not um, obviously seen so they don't have a drone or they haven't been looking in the old google maps um that it's plain and obvious that is where the burial is yeah, oh. yeah. i i see yeah. this is like the main key like homage to the Sutton Who site and it's all come together now because like mm. even when Becky was telling the story of how they would get the boat up the river that's exactly how it was done for the Sutton Who site and also the Danbury Metal Detecting Club logo it's got the mask on there from the Sutton Who site as well so and then oh. now it's the ship burial at the top of the hill yeah it's it to me I'm like it's just a big nod to to Sutton Who yeah yeah absolutely yeah good points on that good points on that so there you go end of series one so we've seen it from on our high and as the camera panned underground there is gold in them their hills so we're just going to have to excitedly wait and see what happens in series two but it was a nice way to wrap up the season um everybody's sort of on a happy path now aren't they or we hope that's like the there was a nice scene like when um when Andy and Lance are walking and you can see um Sophie and Becky it's like mm, in the background friends. talking and it's like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just nice <laughs> a full swing around one eighty on that one they are yeah. friends so that's kind of nice isn't it 
Um, yeah. yeah, so they're about to go there. Everything's right and rosy, and we know the gold is there. So we we need to come back for season two, starting next week with our Ellie, to see whether Andy finds a better detector and continues detecting <laughs> um, and what's going to happen with that gold. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for coming on and being our wonderful co-host. I'm glad you uh, had a good start to the year um, and uh, looking forward to getting you on in a few episodes' time. Make sure you keep up with us. And dear listener, we will look forward to your um, your opinions. What were, we, what were we asking this week, Carl? I always forget what we're asking the viewers. Simple, what do you call it? What um, ailment? It's when you are uh, when you're not finding anything as a detector. That's it. Yeah, you can yeah. you can come up with the most inventive <laughs> name. Or yeah, can't we be need asked. something. Mm, yeah, um, not pod fade, but the, whatever pod fade is for losing your mojo as to yeah. M's buddy in detecting. Like de- detecting know. delusion. <laughs> yeah. 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 No fines fever, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks again. And we will see you very soon. And dear listener, we will see you again in a week's time where we start season two. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.